In today's Prep Rally Podcast, we're going to talk about Bentonville coach Tom Hallmeyer's 400th win, and how about those Harbor Wildcats? They won their second game in a row. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. We are locked in and ready to roll on today's Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple here in the office. Rick Fires is off on, on assignment. He's off on assignment. We think he's on assignment. We think. But, you know, That's what he's calling it. It could his assignment could be a nap. Somewhere. You know what happens when you're not here, Henry? Is you get all the stuff nobody else wants to do. You get that. So when Rick comes back, his assignment's going to be huge. So he's going to know what being on assignment is like. There you go. <laughs> also joined by Leland Barclay down in the River Valley, and we are going to talk a little basketball. Um, let's talk about six A West boys. Henry, going to talk about the boys first. Where Fayetteville kind of I'm trying to use a term here they used to use on ESPN. I think somebody did. Fayetteville got off the schneid a little bit last night. You know, they've had a lot of close games, but always falling on the wrong end of these close games. But finally, they mixed a few things up, took on Rogers Heritage. And this was a game they kind of need because, you know, you don't want to get the rest of the pack too far ahead of you. Correct. So this was one they needed, and they got it. 61-43 last night, Fayetteville. You're right, Henry. Fayetteville lost four games in conference play coming into this game. All by fewer than five points. And you know that has to start affecting you. It won't affect you physically, but it'll affect you mentally. Like, how do we get over the hump? Yeah. Or get, you know, as they'll say, get the monkey off your back. Exactly, exactly. So, big win for the Fayetteville Bulldogs. Bentonville boys, they got a big win against Fort Smith Northside. Double-digit win there, Henry. 74-61, had four players in double figures. Had a fifth guy with nine points, so he was right there on the verge. Well, you love that balance. That balance is what you're looking for as a coach. And, and that's something Dick Rippey and I talked about last night. I said, you know, when you have that balance, opposing teams can't focus on one no. player because you got to wonder who's going to strike exactly. next. And this was the case. You know, Javen Williams, 20 points, had six three-pointers. Wow. And then – you get that with a Jalen Lee and a Caden Miller and an Aiden Waller inside. You know, I noticed a couple of times that, you know, Fortsman Northside was trying to focus on Miller and shutting him down, but left the back door open for Aiden Waller for a couple of buckets for him. There you go. And uh, also Springdale boys won uh, big last night to keep pace in the conference. And Springdale Harbor, they won their second in a row. They had also had a little bit of bad luck. They had lost a couple of close games Last week, they had lost back-to-back close games, had a game against Bentonville. They thought, looked like they were going to win that game. Bent, they had a big lead in that game. Had like a 20-point lead yeah. and lost it at one point. And then you know against Harbor, they pretty much led until the final 65 seconds of that game when uh, they got a three-point play off a dunk. Wow, and, Cortland Muldrew. Mm, He's the real deal, Henry. Yeah. He's uh, the real deal. Oh, it was Seeley who got the – Oh, Seeley. That got the dunk in the – Free throw, free throw, point, and then Courtney Muldrew just sit there back there and says, "I'm fixing to end this now," and, and, he and did. drilled a three pointer with one second on the shot clock. A dagger. Uh, Harbor went on the road last Friday night at a game I was at and beat uh, Fayetteville. Uh, Jackson Conley had a three point play at the end of that game to provide the difference in that game. Conley also had a big game last night. Um, they went on the road against Southside, got a big win. Harbor did, 71-56. Uh, he, he had four three-pointers in the first quarter 
last night of that game. So Harbor gets a big win. Uh, they've won two in a row, and they've climbed back in the conference race. So we've talked about this. Leland, Henry, we talked about this. The 6A West boys is going to be a knockdown drag out every Tuesday night, every Friday night. I talked to Tommy Defaball, the Harbor coach, about this, and he goes, boy, you better lace them up every night in the 6A West boys. You better lace them up tight because every game is going to go down to the wire, and he's, he's, he's spot on about that. Oh, most definitely. I mean, you know, uh, the one thing we don't want to see, overtime games. Hey, get, at least get it done in 32 minutes. There you Nothing go. more than that. There you go. That race, the boys' race in the 6A West is going to be tremendous it to is. watch coming down the stretch. Because I still think, you know, I went up and saw Springdale, the second conference game of the year against Southside. I think Springdale is the most balanced team of all of them in the conference. The game I covered, Isaiah Seeley had 14 points. Zion Sanders, another guard, had 13. Then Cortland Muldrew had nine. Tevin Tate is an animal, a beast huge. inside. He's he huge. had nine. And then Aiden Gazaway comes off the bench. He had nine points. They are just they they have all of the ingredients of winning the conference. And they're at Northside Friday night. I tell you what, and Leland, you talk about the star the star quality in this conference. You know, we talked about Cortland Muldrew. He's he's a, a heck of a player. Uh, Greg White, the Bentonville West coach, West is leading the conference right now, and he'll tell you Tucker Anderson's the best player in the conference. I'll tell you what, Henry, it'd be hard to argue that. As far as balance, you know, but you never know in this conference who is going to show up and just say, hey, put the limelight on me tonight. I'm fixing to go off, and you just never know. You never know. So the boys' race, you know, like, like Leland just said, it's going to be a dogfight now. It appeared, Henry, going into last night's game, that Northside girls were going to kind of run off and hide from everybody. They had started out, I think, 4-0 or 5-0 in the conference, and it looked like uh, they were going to run off and hide, and Bentonville said, not so fast. Not so fast. Yeah, this was a game for the first, the entire first half, and in the first four minutes of the second quarter, Neither team led by more than four points. Yeah. It was just back, forth, back, forth. Then all of a sudden, Northside goes cold, and that presented a little door of opportunity for Bentonville, who scored 11 unanswered points, and it quickly went from a two-point deficit to a nine-point lead. And then next thing you know, Bentonville's in double digits, and then Northside just cannot recover. They went more than eight minutes without a field goal. Wow. It's hard to beat anybody, you know, doing that, having that kind of cold spell. So Northside's loss kind of tightens things up a little bit in the conference. Bentonville has two losses. But how about Rogers Heritage sitting here with one loss in the conference? Now, Henry, it wasn't long ago we were talking about a program that was – it was a doormat not that long ago. And now look at them. They are fighting for conference championships. That is Josh te- Lehman's done a great job there. That is a testament of what Josh yes. Lehman has done. And, yes. and turn it, you know, and then you have a player like Carly Castile. Wow. Yeah, she's uh, a who, great player. Who can really go off and hey, she had twenty something points last night against Fayetteville. Uh she's capable of doing that any game. If yeah. you don't shut her down, I'm telling you what. And Fayetteville's been there. You know, their their girls had a little bit of hard luck too, Henry. They they've lost some close games. Had lost a close game the other night to Harbor. You know, they they got down big to Harbor, and then they just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and fought back in it and had a chance. You know, there late. Um, so they've had some hard luck too. 
Um, but the girl, you know, we, we talk about the boys, talk about the boys, but the girls, Leland, I think it's, I think it's going to be tight the rest of the way. Well, and I don't think anybody thought that Northside was just going to come into this conference and roll through it, especially with their youth. And we all know what life on the road is like yeah. in any conference, but in the 6A West, especially, um, they just, uh, the 6A West wasn't going to let Northside just come in here and, and control things from the beginning. And you talk about how balanced I think we, you know, it is in the boys, you know, when you talk about the heritage lady war Eagles, you know, um, Sophie Surratt is another girl that kind of, uh, you know, everybody concentrates obviously on Carly Castile, but Surratt's a very good player too. So there's, there's a lot of star power and a lot of very good players in the girls' conference in the 6A West as well. You are exactly right about that. Now let's talk about Patience McDaniel. Henry had a chance to see her play last Friday night down at Fayetteville. 30, yeah, she had 30. Just a, just a typical game, 30. I don't know that there's a girl, a boy, a, a man. I, I don't know if there's anybody who plays as hard as she does. Oh, no. And, and she – she finds ways of hurting you one way or the, the other. Uh, whether it's inside, she will shoot it outside. She can draw those fouls and then make you pay for it at the free throw line. Uh, she does it just a variety of ways. She does. And then uh, if you focus too much on her, well, there's another person by the name of Delaney Rollers. She says, could, yeah. And you always have to watch out for that little Galatia. Galatia, yeah. She's a little Galatia. A little Galatia, a, Galatia, yes. She's, oh, she's a yeah. spark plug. Yes, she is. Galatia Andrew. Yes, she is a heck of a player for them, and she runs that show for Harbor. And uh, I tell you what, you know, the, the race on both sides is going to be great. Um, you know, the, the you know whoever comes out of this nine-team conference, uh, you know, the six teams that come out of this nine-team. So there's three teams on the boys and three on the girls that aren't going to make the state tournament. They're going to be pretty good teams. Yeah. And, you know, it used to be like some – we joked about it sometimes, you know, who was going to be the number 16? Please stand, take a step forward, and all of them take a step take back. Take a step back, yeah, yeah. But, but not this case. Well, they're it, fighting for it. They're going to – we've still got six weeks to go here, but that six weeks is going to be a slugfest. Love it, love it, love it. Now let's talk about the 5A West. Uh, Leland, kick it over to you. got more knowledge of the 5A West than we do. Saw the Van Buren boys got a big win last night, along with Siloam Springs with a big win. Harrison beats Greenbrier, and Russellville beats Mountain Home on the boys' side. Uh, Van Buren won their third straight in the conference since dropping the uh, the league opener at Greenbrier. So they're 3-1, and one, sitting good in the conference. Uh, you know, again, Tuesday is rivalry night in the yeah. 5A West, which I just love. That's six Tuesday nights. It's going to be Alma, Van Buren, Greenwood, some combination. And Van Buren's sitting 2-0 and on rivalry night right now. But both of those games have been at home against Greenwood and Alma. The second half of the season in February, they'll have to go on the road to those two places. And, again, we've talked about how the road trips are in, in basketball, but they uh, – they stepped up, uh, you know, big and won that big game. They were up 17-2 to two at the end of the first quarter and then 20-2 to two to start the, the second quarter before Alma made a run, and, uh, you know, they, they put the game away. They, You know, Van Buren's a very balanced team. They, they can shoot it from outside. They can score inside. They play uh, tenacious defense. So they're sitting in good shape right now, but Siloam Springs, too. Like you said, got a big win beating Greenwood last night. So that's going to be another race that's wide open because 
Russellville had won that conference outright for four years in a row. Right. They had won 50 out of 55 conference games during that span. And now they've already lost twice. So, you know, it's it's wide open. Now let's flip it over to the girls' side. Uh, Van Buren girls get a big win last night. So did Harrison. They beat Greenbrier. Russellville beats Mountain mm. Home. Now Greenwood's going to run off and – oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Where's Lee Corso when wait you need a him? Minute. Not so fast. Not so fast. Now, Greenwood did get a win over Siloam last night, but only 60-58. And, Henry, we've talked about this, and Leland, maybe you and I have too. Siloam Springs girls, are, are they are dangerous. After last night, um, I think it's safe to say they may be the second-best team in Class 6A. Now, I know West Memphis in the East has some teams, and they've been ranked all year. But I tell you, after last night's performance, Greenwood was up 36-26. to Of course, Graham Thomas covered that game for us. Greenwood led 36 to 26 at the half. And like you said, Chip, you think, well, ho-hum, yeah. second half, it'll be more of the same. Well, Silo Springs outscored Greenwood 21 to 10 Man, yeah. in the third in the quarter. Third. And I don't know when the last time I saw that. I mean, this is a team that lost to Conway by five points. And then, uh, you know, another, you know, 6A West team by four points. I think it was Bentonville. So this was a you know very good Greenwood team that have just been just swamping. They beat Harrison Friday night, eighty nine to thirty two, and the game wasn't that close. Ooh. But then uh, Silent Springs was up fifty eight to fifty one with three minutes and seven seconds left. Greenwood ends the game on a nine zero run. Anna Trusty scored, grabbed she missed, grabbed her own rebound, shot and made it as the buzzer sounded to win sixty to 58 60 to 58 so uh of course big win for greenwood uh Siloam, what a what a great performance last night and you're you may be right leland they they may be right there um knocking on the door in hot springs come the first second week of march whenever the state championship games are Siloam springs girls could be there big 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 performance for them last night kick it down to the 4a1 on the on the uh, girls side prairie grove farmington gravit and gentry all get big wins last night on the girls side on the boys' side, had some had some good games over there last night, Henry, in the 4A1. Yeah, uh, it was a case where uh, Farmington and Huntsville, over yep. at Huntsville, battling it out for first place. And a lot of people, again, Farmington has been steamrolling. Well, 23 and 0. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. Had, you know, a couple games here, not so long, they had 90 points plus. Yeah. And you had to wonder. If the mercy rule was in effect, would they have hit the hundred point? You know, when the, yeah. the running clock. But Huntsville gave them a run for the money. It was only a ten point game last night. Exactly, exactly. Sixty one fifty one on that one um, over at Huntsville. Uh, P Ridge gets a big win against Gravit and Shallow Christian. They had had a, you know they they hung in there pretty close the other night with with Huntsville. It went to overtime. And uh, Mason Davidson had 49 in that game for Huntsville, and they won it in overtime. So Shiloh kind of getting their basketball legs on them. Henry, they did the same thing last year. They kind of laid out in the weeds a little bit coming off of a long football season. Uh, took a little while for Bodie Neal and a couple of those foot guys that play football and basketball both kind of get their basketball legs under them. And then they made big noise, you know, at, at the regional and state tournaments. Yeah, it was a case of uh, I got to write this column Back in March, where they won a game against Fountain Lake in the Correct. state tournament, Correct. which caused them to stay in oh, class four yeah. A. Correct. 
Yeah, you know, they would have had they lost. Eight. They could have dropped the three A and the girls as well. Right, but because he hit that free throw, and they won a state tournament game, they got the two equity points. They got to stay in four A. Exactly. Uh, also, want to mention last night Leland on the boys' side. What a great game in Hackett, Charleston fifty nine, Hackett fifty five. Absolutely, uh, Brevin Ketter. Heard that name. Heard that I name. I think I've heard that. You name. Heard that name. Yeah, <laughs> he scored twenty six points. Brandon Scott had 12. Uh, now, Drake Dodson, uh, somebody that maybe he didn't play football, he had 14 points. He had a game last week where he had 12 points. Brandon Scott had a win uh, on Friday night at Paris, had 27 points in that game. So a lot of the same names, but they're 5-0 and in that conference. Yes, sir. But don't forget about coming up, sneaking up on them, Cedarville Pirates are 5-1 and one in that yep. conference. Got a big Hayden win last Morton. night. Big win, 82-62. How about He locked on. He's buffering. He's buffering. Hayden for Cedarville. <laughs> Leland, 82-62. Cedarville with the big win last night against Paris. Big, big win. I mean, 82 is a lot of points. I don't care. But 82-62 with a big win last night. Well, and Hayden Morton scored 49 of those. Wow. Wow. So Remember 40, his name from football season as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got you know just so many great players. I, I tell you what, you know if if your team is not playing like for example Bentonville West, you know they were idle last night, didn't play. You know I, I, I'm sure Greg White was somewhere watching a game. It wouldn't have surprised me if he was you know somewhere here seeing a big performance because you know he lo- he he can't stay out of the gym, Henry. He, he can't stay out of the gym. Well, and, you know, we know how good Mansfield is. You know, we talk about the Lamar girls. We talk oh. about the Mansfield girls. Yes. girls. We talk yes. about the Greenwood girls who yes. escaped on the road. Well, one team that did not escape last night was the Mansfield girls lost at Hector. Bree McCrotty scored 40 points, including Ooh. 17 in the fourth quarter to lead that upset of the number two ranked Mansfield Lady Tigers. So, wow. There's wow. just going to be there's going to be a lot of great basketball to watch in February, and then districts and regionals, and it's uh, it's going to be fun times. Now we also want to mention uh, a little bit of a, a somber note, not a little bit, a lot of a somber note. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Lamar girls basketball team in the Lamar school district. Um, they had a young lady who died in a car wreck um, on Tuesday night after their basketball game. So we want to send out our thoughts and prayers to those kids uh, who I know are hurting. Today, um, Henry, I think you mentioned their games on Friday night have been canceled. All athletic events and school, all school events or all athletic events? All athletic events for the rest of the week have been called off. And that includes they were supposed to have their basketball homecoming Friday night against Perryville. Gotcha. But, but found out that the, the girl involved was a member of the homecoming court and also, wow. uh, you know, a good step for the school administration, athletic yeah. department to do this. You know, this is no time to celebrate for no. them. No, let let them grieve a little bit, and then the celebration. There's time; it can come later. Henry, I know you went to school at a small school. I went to school at a small school. When something like that happens in a small school, it doesn't just affect the kids on the basketball team or or, or the kids in her grade. It affects kids in all grades uh, because in a small town. Pretty much everybody knows everybody, and you're usually oftentimes related to, to everybody in a small town. And so it has a big impact, and, and again, our heart, our uh, thoughts and prayers uh, go out to Lamar and, uh, and them, and, and uh, uh, it's just, you know, 
it's a tragic it's a tragic thing no matter you know no matter what and uh uh you know just uh you know our thoughts are with those kids uh also want to mention last night we mentioned this in our teaser how about coach tom Hallmeyer at bentonville getting his 400th career win last night and i tell you what henry I think it's a little extra special that it came against Northside, the most storied basketball program that there is in this state on the girls' side. Yeah, he really downplayed it when they announced it last night. But uh, you know, of course and, he did. And of course he is. But <laughs> as the as we told him, you know, he says, you know, the girls want it. Yeah. But yeah, he don't. Those girls don't get the coaching. Right. Uh, number one, he won't be there. To get 400. Yeah, uh, without, there, yeah, there's without a, And yeah. I told him, I said, you know, there's a lot of coaches that would love to be in your shoes right now getting their 400 win. And the thing that makes it significant, all of these are at Bentonville. He yeah. hasn't been bouncing around. He has been with this program since, you know, the early stages. Well, that's because Mike Neighbors messed up the program so bad he had to come in and clean it up. Exactly. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so congratulations to Tom Hallmeyer and uh, and what a great milestone that was. And of course, to get it against Northside, you know, it, it, uh, uh, you know, that has to feel extra special uh, against a, a program of that stature. Yeah. And, and another milestone that was set last night was Farmington's Jenna Lawrence scored her two thousandth career point. Wow! Wow! Against Huntsville wow. last night. Wow! And uh, what a heck of a player she is. She's going to look really good. And they've changed her colors. She's still going to wear red. She's going to be red, wearing red now. She's going to wear red next year when she gets to Arkansas. And uh, they're getting a heck of a player, Mike Neighbors is, and, and uh, she will be a big-time player for Arkansas. Uh, also want to mention last night, um, had, had uh, you know, just, just all kinds of milestones all over the place. And, and let's go back. Let's go back, Leland, talk about 49 points last night Who, for the kid for, for, uh, for, for Cedarville. Hayden Morton. Wow. I mean, has he, been, has he been scoring that, like that all year long, or is this like a, you know, everything was no. falling last night? No, I don't know. I haven't talked to uh, Coach Cluck yet. I uh, I will be talking to him very soon uh, just to kind of see what kind of game he had. But, you know, we, we've we seen these guys through the years. They get on a roll. They start feeling it. Uh, you know, 49 points is, I mean, just tremendous. It's probably a county record. Uh, but, you know, like, uh, you know, Glavin McDonald from Van Buren had 29 against um, um, on Friday night at Mountain Home, and he hit seven three-pointers, wow. three in the third quarter, three in the fourth quarter. Wow. So these shooters, they kind of get on rolls, and and we've seen it. Uh, I think Cortland Muldrew had 43 earlier this year. He did, yeah, he did. I think he had 43. He did. Uh, our River Valley Player of the Week this week was Braley Forst from Paris, who had 32 points. And she was hurt. And she had, yeah, she had missed the game before with yeah. a bum ankle. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, that, and that's another thing that we just love about high school sports. We never know what we're going to see when we walk into the gymnasium or, or walk into the press box or whatever. And uh, I tell you, the kids in our area, I think you said, what is there, 12 counties we cover? 12 counties, yeah. 74 basketball playing school is that right henry somewhere in that category Something like yeah. that 74 75 and we, and we just never know what we're going to see on a tuesday night or a friday night when we walk into the gym well it, it's awesome and uh you know for people who 
you know, think that the world revolves around the Razorbacks, and it does, and it's a great thing. But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of great kids that are playing great high school basketball all around you. And for a lot of these kids, this is where their careers are going to end. And so they're leaving it all on the court. And, uh, you know, you see a kid, and this is, uh, uh, Leland, this is just typical of, of, of a small-town kid and Henry, and I, you've seen this. You take Mason Davidson over at Huntsville. He is the, the he is the definition of Huntsville player. He's about five foot ten and uh, lives in the gym. And uh, you know, uh, probably not going to play at the next level. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I don't know. But he's a heck of a high school player. He does it all for River Gosvinger's team over there. And uh, you know, he he dropped forty nine the other night on Shiloh. And uh, I had a chance to watch, see him play. Um, a couple of times this year, and just such a smooth stroke uh, from the three-point line. Got a nice little mid-range game, um, and uh, he, when the ball hits the floor, he's the first one on the floor to go get it. And uh, that's that's Hunt, that's Huntsville basketball. Exactly, and, and uh, I seem to recall during the Neosho tournament, uh, he hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to beat a team. There you and, go. And put Huntsville. They go to Neosho all the time. And found out this was the first time they ever got to play in a tournament championship was wow. this year. Wow. Well, that says a lot because, you know, Huntsville's had some great teams. And, and uh, I tell you what, the new arena over there is great. I do miss the, the, the small gym that they had before because those are, you know, kind of dying. Nobody has them anymore. Uh, but maybe they brought a little of that old magic from uh, – maybe Jim Stafford put a little magic in his pocket and came over there and sprinkled it on the court there at the, at the new place. Uh, he's sure hold, holding down the hospitality room, I'll tell you that. But he might, he might sprinkle a little bit on the court and brought some, brought some old magic with him. Yeah, you, because, they, you know, sometimes you miss the small gyms. But, you know, I went over there for the first game this year and I felt just right at home yeah, as soon as I yeah. walked in. Yeah, you do. And the, and the Huntsville people are so welcoming to us. And not not that they're you – know, every place welcomes us, you know, great. Um, but, but Huntsville – um, you know, Leland, some you go to Greenwood, and you get the you know, Greenwood's a football town. In fact, in fact, Jay Burgess wrote a song about it being a football town, and it's a football town. And and you go to these places that are football towns, but when you go to a basketball town, you you get that sense, you know, about that it being a basketball town. And there's no question about it. When you go to Huntsville, that's a basketball town. That is a basketball town, and they and and they're you know people pack that arena, pack that gym. Whether they're a twenty game winner or they're not a twenty game winner, they just want to see those kids and play as hard as they can. And and uh, they got one of their own over there coaching the boys team in River Gosvinger and uh, doing a great job over there. And uh, I love the four A one. You got these young coaches like Trent Lloyd over at uh, at, at P Ridge and River over there and. And uh, it's just it's just fun to watch the kids that you saw grow up and play. Now they're back coaching, and uh, it makes me feel old. I am old. I am old. Yeah, <laughs> I'm old too. I'm, I'm Leland's older than all of us, and Rick's older than Dirt. But but uh, you know we still love him anyway. Yeah, I I think didn't he help Naismith with? I think he did. I think nail he, up the peach baskets. He, he he held the nails while while the, while Naismith ha- hammered it into the. Uh, Whatever he hammered into, Leland. What else you got for us? Uh, you know, the I found out last night the conference bowling tournaments are coming up in two weeks. I think. Now, Henry Leland hasn't mentioned this yet, but I know he wants to talk about this. The pinnacle of basketball tournaments is being played this week across the border in Lafleur County, Oklahoma. 
Absolutely. It is not just a county basketball tournament. First of all, LaFleur County is the second largest county in Oklahoma. Yes. There are 13 high schools in LaFleur County. And this is not just, it's a week-long event. It starts on Monday, and it will end Saturday night about uh, about 10 or 10.30 when they're handing out the all-tournament uh, awards and trophies. But it's not just a basketball tournament. It is the social event yes. of the year in LaFleur County as well. And that place will be packed. It will be um, um, an hour and a half before the final start. Uh, it will be packed. The first year that I covered that tournament was 1987, okay. when Poto had a player by the name of Delmonica DeHorny. Ooh, I think uh, I think Arkansas fans might know that name. And yeah. I got there about a well, probably 45 minutes early, and I and I drove up, and the parking lot was already full. And I thought, oh my gosh, they started early. Yeah. And so I walk in, and I look up at the clock. And it's counting down time. There's nobody on the court, but the place is already packed, completely <laughs> packed. And so I kind of just go over and sit out to, you know, at a place at the scorer's table waiting. Pretty soon the team, the girls' teams come out and start warming up. But it was already packed an hour before the girls' game ever began. Wow. Now, so it is, uh, it is, this is the 92nd consecutive year that they have held that tournament. And it is a, uh, it's a big deal, and I'm looking forward to it. There's just so many storylines there are uh, in that tournament, and obviously. Yeah, connections to Fort Smith and, and, and all that. Uh, now, Leland, are they still playing the finals at Carl Albert State College, or have they moved it to Spyro now, right? Or is that right? Or All the finals, well, most of the finals are, are being held at Spyro now. Spyro still has the largest gymnasium in the county because uh, now Cameron's new one is close, but Spyro's still a little bit bigger. Uh, they actually changed the seating and put some new seats at Carl Albert, okay. which decreased uh, the actual okay. size okay. of uh, the gym. It's it's nicer, but it just you know it took away some of the seating. So all the finals now it's up to uh, the home or the host school where they want to host the the championship games. I got you. And all the semifinals and all the championship games are held at one place because. Uh, as the host school, they're responsible for making all of the, um, you know, the things that need to go on for the tournament. Sure. But they also get all of the gate for everything. Right. So every, so they only get the host that once every thirteen yeah, years. It rotates, and that's a big money maker. So yeah. obviously they want to have it at the big bigger place because it's been it was held at UAFS for two years. Right. Right. Now, Leland, you talk about going in 80, 1987 and seeing that. I went, I don't remember what year it was. I want to say maybe 2002, 2003, when Stephanie McGee um, was playing at uh, Howe, I believe. She was there, either Pecola or Howe. I don't remember yep. which one it was. Uh, but anyway, Howe. yeah, yep. what a draw she was. One of the all-time league scorers in Oklahoma girls basketball history. Uh, went to the University of Oklahoma, and it was, uh, you're right, it was packed a packed house that night uh to watch that and uh it's great basketball so if you uh if you're looking for something saturday night and, and you want to you want to you want to go catch some real small town with a big in a, in a big how's how do i say this small town basketball but they do it in a big way uh go down to spyro and uh and catch the lafleur county championship games girls game starts what time seven o'clock leland 
Uh, the girls' game starts at 7, and the boys' championship game is at 8.30. At 8.30. And go down there and catch some of that, and uh, you'll see some great basketball. Uh, I will promise you that. Uh, anything else going on down in the River Valley, Leland, we need to know about? Well, it's unseasonably warm, which is uh, one of my favorite phrases. Favorite but I understand that. Yep. I, but I understand basketball weather is coming, so yeah, yeah. I'll enjoy this while I can. What about you, Henry? Got anything else? Yeah. Um, of course, I wasn't here last week, so uh, and we ha- weren't able to touch on this because it was going on during the podcast. But they announced the uh, host sites for they did state and regional yep. tournaments yep. last yep. week. Uh, for basketball, we're going to have the 6A state tournament at Rogers. Mm-hmm. The 3A will be at Lamar. Correct. County line gets to host the state 1A, but it's going to be played at Ozark. At Ozark. Correct. That means we get Rivertown Barbecue. Oh, what, did, I say, See, did I say that out loud? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, even then, um, also like regionals, the Class 3A Region 1 will be at West Fork. Okay. Oh, the Tiger Dome. I guess you've already put in an order for fried pies over there. Lead us fried pies. As soon as I, I sit there, of course, you know, it, it's not a secret anymore. I'm diabetic. Yeah, so I, sugar I, free. So I sent Kelby Drennan a text message. I said, hey, you're going to have to hook me up with some sugar-free yeah. fried pies. And he says, we'll have more than you can eat. And I Ooh. told him, game on. Game on. <laughs> bring it. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. So that's great. Love, love the Tiger Dome. Still, yeah. the still the small school atmosphere uh, gymnasium at the Tiger Dome, and it's it's fantastic to play games over there. So we're excited about that. The Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette will be all over these uh, conference, then regional, then state tournaments, and then the the uh, state tournaments for five A and four A coming up. So going to be some great basketball, and we're working our way that way. We've got about six more weeks of regular season to play, and then we're going to get into postseason, and I cannot wait. Oh, that's when, as the old saying is, the rubber meets the road. We'll fix and get after it. There you go. Well, that's all we've got then. Uh, Rick's not here to give us any of his, well, wisdom. I I never use Rick and wisdom in the same sentence very often. Uh, But he's not here today, but he'll be back next week to bring his, uh, what does he bring? You bring anything? Unique character. Unique. There you go. See, Henry's just way more, way more <laughs> into that uh, to us. And uh, we also want to give a little shout out to Paul Boyd, who who had a medical procedure today, not with us. And uh, uh, thoughts and prayers are out for him and uh, for a speedy recovery on that. And that will wrap up this edition of the Prep Riley Podcast. We'll be back next week, and I think we might talk about a little basketball. I think so. Yeah. See you next week. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.